Welcome back to Wellness for the Hot Mess, where we explore topics around holistic wellness, embodiment, entrepreneurship, and navigating the complexities of the human experience. These are raw, real, and vulnerable conversations between us, our community, and experts in their field. Our intention of every single episode is to inspire you to simplify your wellness routine, because let's be real, less is more. I'm so excited to be back. Um, I feel like I we haven't been together for like the last couple episodes, and this is really lighting me up just just to feel into like what's about to come up how are you Kristen and I can't wait any longer introduce our guests <laughs> I know I know I'm good I'm so good to see you so glad to be here tonight I'm super excited for this episode as well I think me a year ago I always talk about this on the podcast I wasn't really stepping into my spiritual space yet I was kind of more just gung-ho fitness and wellness so now I'm like really excited as I step into this new chapter of learning learning about spirituality, including things like tarot, which is what we're going to talk about tonight with our special guest. So without further ado, we do have someone amazing on the podcast tonight. So we're joined by Alexis Katstefanis, who is an intuitive tarot card reader based in New York City. When she's not reading tarot, Alexis works in digital merchandising and teaches group fitness classes with me over at Rumble. And across all of her work during her career, she's had a long-term mission that guides her and it's how how to have people feel seen, which is something that we're all for. So I'm really excited for this. So super, super excited to have Alexis on the episode today and welcome. I know it's like a rainy, dark night over here in New York. So how are you feeling over there? It is a rainy, dark night and look at us, just all <laughs> individual pieces of light coming together, creating totally. this space. So happy, very necessary. Um, pleased to be here. Totally. I think this was like the perfect vibe for tonight. I lit a little sage before this and kind of like cleaned my space out, sat down and I was so excited for tonight. So I want you to kind of take over in the beginning and give us a little backstory about you because I know you've got multiple layers to you. I know you personally, so it's easy for me to see those layers. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you got started, where you're from, where did you grow up? And then just kind of pivoting into your career. So what was your major at school? If you went to school, what were your future goals, your careers, and now where you're at? Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> um, I, I find it a helpful um, nugget to start and just share that I am a Scorpio sun, a Pisces moon, and a Virgo rising, which I think explains the layers, the depth, the intensity, and the like 80 people in one situation <laughs> that's going on. Wait, hold on. I, I'm a Scorpio sun. She is a Pisces and I'm a Virgo rising. That's wild. Well, <laughs> look at meeting of the minds. Um, not a coincidence. I, I also, I live my life um, by a, a saying there are no coincidences. My favorite astrologer, her name is Elisa Kelly. She has that saying, it's abbreviated tank. So this is tank. There are no coincidences that we are all um, literally part of each other. So mm. I'm stoked for this conversation. And we, we love a, a heavy intro, just like immediately going in. Um, I am one of those people who's always known what they wanted to do with their life. And I love that for me because what I thought I wanted to do has evolved and grown and changed so many times to where I had no idea what I was even capable of. And I'm sitting here saying that in another year, I'm not even going to realize what I was capable of in this moment. So take that with a grain of salt. 
Um, I always knew that I wanted to work in fashion specifically. I wanted to be a buyer for Nordstrom, everyone's favorite department store. We love the customer service. (laughs) We love the brand selection. Um, I remember being 13 years old in San Francisco on a family vacation. And my dad was the one in the family that loved shopping. And so he took us to Nordstrom and I walked in and the floor was shiny. Everyone was beautiful. And these women were so happy. And like, Mm. I just have never seen that many happy women together in one place. And I remember looking at my dad and I was like, I'm going to work here. And he kind of like chuckled and was like, that's so cute. And then when I turned 16, I got a job at the mall. I worked at Nordstrom. I moved to New York city for fashion school. I went to the fashion Institute of technology. I studied buying and planning my senior year of college. I called, I called Nordstrom corporate in Seattle, Mm. (laughs) like a great person. And I spoke to the woman in HR and I was like, hi, hello. How does one get a job here? And she was like, do you have the internet? Like we, we have a careers page. You can check that out. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll do that. So I applied for their internship. Um, long story short, I ended up getting the job. I moved all the way out to Seattle, Washington, other side of the country, left all my friends, left all my family. I'd never been there before. I didn't know a single person. And I show up and I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm here to do my dream job. Um, which what I thought at the time was being a buyer for Nordstrom. And so I start my career. I work in buying, I work in planning. I move to innovation. I move to e-commerce. I'm learning all these things. I'm meeting all these people. I'm having all these experiences. And over time, the goal of helping people feel seen and, and helping people express their creativity through what they're wearing started to shift and morph a little bit as I was feeling personally unfulfilled by selling people things that they don't need. Mm. And so all of a sudden I was kind of confronted with this dream that wasn't, um, I wasn't living as a reality and to find a little bit more of like a passion project within myself. I started teaching group fitness classes and I'm teaching group fitness classes and I'm like, okay, this is feeling right. I'm also helping people feel seen, but I'm helping them feel seen through physical movement, expressing themselves through physical movement, feeling good in their bodies. And I remember um, asking myself if I could manifest a career where I was doing a little bit more of that, but I still wanted to work in digital merchandising. I wanted to work in digital product, building apps, creating spaces for people online. And so I I think I manifested my job at Nike um, because I ended up moving to work for Nike on their innovation team, building a social app for Gen Z teen girls, a place where they could reconnect with sports, which tends to be so male dominant. All the the athletes that typically you see marketed and promoted are male um, and connect with one each other, one connect with each other. Um, You know, there's so many cool girls doing Nike, like taking Nike clothes and stitching them and cutting them and making them awesome. And I was like, how can we connect those girls with one another and help them feel seen and build this community? So I I took on that job and I'm really, I'm living my best life now because my personal and professional passions have become one still teaching group fitness classes, working for Nike and the pandemic hits. And what I love about the pandemic, which I feel like is never really talked about, um, is 2020 in numerology, 2020 means unexpected changes are coming and you're embarking on a new adventure. And so when everyone's like, this crazy unexpected thing happened, I'm like, nope, it quite literally told us (laughs) what it was about. Wow. (laughs) We just, we just didn't 
really think to listen. Um, and all of a sudden I'm living in a state where I have seasonal depression, 10 out of 12 months of the year, I find myself with my human that I'm, I'm living with in a three-year relationship day in and day out. I don't think I actually really like him that much. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I was so busy with my full-time job and my part-time job. And I started a YouTube channel and I have so many other interests and I was just filling my time. And then he was somebody to come home to. And, and that was fun. And we cooked dinner and we would play house and then I would leave again in the morning. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to leave. I, I need to get out. I don't know how to leave. I don't know how to leave a person. I don't know how to leave an apartment where we share everything. I, I don't know where to go. Um, and I was just so confronted with an unexpected change, 2020. Mm. Took me, I want to say eight months to figure out how to exit. And I ended up just packing my stuff and moving to New York city oh. and thinking, all right, I've, I've been here before. I know how to do this. It's the middle of the pandemic, but I have friends. I have a support system. Like I have a starting point. Mm. And that was probably one of the most difficult and best decisions I've ever made. Um, because that move brought me to rumble that move brought me to my job now at daily harvest that move brought me to starting a business in tarot. Mm. Like I wholeheartedly believe there are no coincidences. I don't think any of those things would have happened or would have evolved in the same way had I not made a really difficult, yucky, shitty, uncomfortable Mm. change Mm -hmm. for myself in what I think we all agree are the hardest two years of our lives. Um, So that is a little bit of how I just got here to sit with you all today on this podcast. I love it. Oh my gosh. So many gems in there that everybody listening can relate to. And I love how you, like, obviously your change wasn't immediate. You just said it took about eight months for you to come to the conclusion or to come to the action of leaving. And so I think it's important for our listeners to like, really let that sink in is like, it's okay to know something needs to change. And just because it doesn't happen immediate doesn't mean that you can't get your like ducks in a row to make that change. And so I just have a question about that. And then I'll pass it over to Kristen. But um, was there a point within that, that like decision, shit, I got to go. And then to where you left, where, where you were like, I have to go now, or did you have to like get your things together. Yeah. I think I'm the type of person where, uh, it's an immediate hell yes or hell no. Mm -hmm. And so once the hell yes turned into a hell no, I had already broken up with him and I had already disassociated myself from the situation Mm -hmm. long before Mm -hmm. I actually made the physical move. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's also a helpful reminder to say that it's okay to be sad after you make the right decision like it never was easy it never felt good it never was not scary and hard um I think I I really gave it a solid effort Mm. meaning I'm sure a lot of people can appreciate like how do you know if this really is or isn't your person Mm. like how do you know if you're not just being overly picky there's nothing wrong with this human he's a wonderful human it just didn't feel right what does that mean what's a feeling and like we can get into this for as little or as long as we want to, but 
the feeling is the feeling your gut is your gut your intuition is your intuition mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. fight it I think I fought it a little bit you know wow. I think I was linking it I'm like let me try this let me try that we'll have these conversations we'll meet with these people we'll take a trip and at the end of the day my spirit is like Alexis it's still it it's just when are you going to listen to yourself yeah um, and January 1st 2021 I woke up and I said all right I, I'm done but like not listening to myself. Um, this is, this is the moment. Yeah. We were having a conversation before we hopped on about how I think tarot and how I've, I've used it in my life. It's almost helped me strengthen my relationship with my intuition. And that is something that everybody needs, right? If tarot can be this bridge or these readings can be a bridge for people to be like, oh shit, I thought that yesterday. And now you're bringing this up to me. Okay. I trust myself. I trust myself. I trust myself. So that's really cool that like this whole shift happened in your life Mm. that began your process of strengthening your intuition and then in turn other people's. Yes. And I'm happy you brought that up because during these couple of years where I'm, I'm starting to feel like something's not right. I'm starting to feel like, mm, maybe this isn't my person, my place. I would get my cards read in Seattle um, by mm-hmm. an incredible woman in Pike Place Market. It's called Christopher's Lamp. Highly, highly recommend her. Darlene, I miss you. I love you dearly. Mm-hmm. And every time I went, I would get the same three cards. No. I would get the three of swords, the 10 of swords and the death card. And she's like, something in your life needs to die to make room for something else. You need to move past whatever you're grieving. It's done. It's dead. It's over. Move on and let the weight, like let the weight go because you're stuck. You're literally Mm. stuck, like stabbed in the back, face down, grieving over this decision that you're not making, holding yourself back. Every single time I would get those cards. And I remember I would call my mom and I'm like, when am I just not getting these cards? Mm. And she's like, when you make the change, mm. <laughs> you know, like totally. Uh, um, and I would always see the same numbers. I was always seeing five by five, which means change. Like the 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 signs from spirit could not have been more obvious. I think the freaky thing and the scary thing is about about tarot is that it's like holding up a mirror to your life. Mm. And so you're confronted with these things that are calling you out. Like something's not right. Something needs more attention. Something needs more love. Stop your bullshit. It's time. And like, that can be so triggering for a lot of people, you know, Mm. we're afraid. Yeah, absolutely. Tell us about your journey in tarot. When was the first time you picked up a deck? And if you could just kind of explain a little bit about what a typical reading is for someone who has no idea what tarot is. I think a lot of, we have a lot of 50, 50 listeners, a lot of listeners that are in it strictly for the wellness tips. They're not really into the woo woo stuff. And then we have the other side that really love this stuff. So if you can give us like a little beginner's guide to tarot and then how you kind of fell into it. Yes. Okay. So Tarot is a spiritual practice that uses a deck of 78 cards, and it's really to gain insight into past, present, and future. And the word tarot actually originated from Italian tarocchi, and that origin dates back to 14th century. If you think about Italy, mm-hmm. cities like Florence and Venice, um, where wealthy people would use tarot as a card game. It was like foolish, you know, it was for mm-hmm. fun. Um, tarot decks for readings didn't really become popular until the 18th century. And the most well-known deck today is called the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. And that was created in 1909. 
So you're looking at this deck of 78 cards. It's used for introspection. You're probably like, all right, what does that mean? Um, the deck is broken out into major arcana and minor arcana. Arcana means knowledge. So we're talking about big major knowledge and smaller knowledge. Major arcana are like massive spiritual lessons that are meant to be learned in your lifetime. Like mm. regardless of what you believe, how long you're here on earth, what happens after, you're meant to learn these lessons. Minor arcana are really earthly matters, like experiences that take place in your everyday life, situational things. Um, I have been interested in tarot ever since I can remember. And it's funny because it's not actually until I started my own business that I discovered that tarot has been in my blood. Um, my grandma, my mom's mom, who I never got to meet, used to get her tarot cards read in Pittsburgh downtown when my mom and her sisters were children. And I had no idea that that was a thing, but I do remember my mom going to get her cards read when she mm. would have girls night cool. with her friend, Betsy. Yeah. And I, I never really thought about that. I think for me, like this is, this is such a Scorpio thing. So Lexi, you'll appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have literally always felt like I'm just made out of a different substance than other human beings. Like I feel so misunderstood. I've always felt different. I felt like nobody gets me. I'm never going to meet anyone that gets me. I'm destined to be alone. Like I will sit in the darkness and own it because mm -hmm. that's why I've been created. And like, I will own that badge. Yeah. Um, and I think when you personally feel so misunderstood by everyone around you, you become really curious on how you can better understand yourself. Wow. And you take solace in the things that other people misunderstand. So totally. there are so many myths and misunderstandings about tarot. So I'm like, all right, let me figure that out. Mm -hmm. And then through that process, I realized, oh my gosh, like I can learn so much about myself from this thing that again, maybe people aren't curious enough to learn about, or maybe people are afraid. Um, and I think it's <laughs> just like chuckling because even I'm sure we all have co-star like my co-star messages are so heavy. Like today it was, you're allowed to grieve for things that are only important to you and no one else. And I'm like, thank you for the reminder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like so intense all the time. And it's, it's slightly exhausting, but um, I'm also here for it. How cool. Um, I love, I love what you said about people not wanting to know, or sometimes even we don't want to know what's behind door one or whatever, right? I was just having this conversation with a client about exploration. And a lot of the work I do with clients is like, just exploring yourself, exploring what this emotion feels like, being with it for a little bit without the attachment to the action that needs to take place after experiencing the emotion, right? I'm like the, the, the picture that's coming into my mind is, it's like, we don't want to know, we don't want to go through our partner's phone or back in the day, right? Because we don't want to see what we know is there, mm -hmm. right? Because we don't then want to have to take that action. But I think there's something really strong in just exploring yourself, getting to know what the intuition is telling you, get, getting to know how it feels. That way, when you are ready to take the action, you can take it fucking with no questions. Um, and I think it's, it's like, you're supposed to be doing what you're doing. Like I can feel it and I can see it in you, but, but I was going to ask you before you mentioned your mom, I was going to say, like, did your mom give you any guidance 
around like you should be doing that or I don't know if you should explore tarot or what was her relationship with her daughter deciding to explore tarot yeah she didn't we never talked about it oh, wow. um, and I think also sometimes you're afraid to let people in mm-hmm. on the tools that you're you have in your belt and the Mm. things that you're interested in because you don't want them to be perceived negatively and then make you feel guilty Mm -hmm. or make you feel like I don't want to explore this. Mm -hmm. So for many years, like probably eight or nine years, I would just go get my cards read and I wouldn't tell anyone, you know, Um, or I would buy books on numerology and astrology and tarot. And I would sit in my apartment um, or I would be in school and I would be reading them and watch YouTube videos and no one had any idea And then slowly I found one friend who was interested. And we always say like witchy things, like let's go have a witchy day, which now I just, I I find hysterical because it's just another day of being curious about your life, you know? Um, But it's like, why does it have to have a label? Why did I feel like it had to have a label? Why did the label have a negative connotation? Like what does witch even mean? And so it's taken me so many years to even start a business or share this with the world. Or, I mean, I think my mom was surprised. She's like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I had no idea. Uh And, and again, it's like these people who you are close to and you love dearly, like don't know everything about Mm you. Partially it's because you don't let them know everything about you. And it's partially because you're not sure if they're ready or open or or willing to understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like you're protecting that relationship with that thing because it changed your life in so many ways. And it's like, do I want to introduce this to the world? Do I want to start making money by doing the thing that I absolutely fucking love? And the Scorpio answer is yes, I fucking do. (laughs) And it's like, I'm going to push you in that direction and you're going to fall flat on your face over and over and over again until you finally just stand up and say, all right, I'm going to do it. Totally. Mm. But I, I think it's still tricky because when I share my love of tarot with others, the first reaction I always get is, oh my gosh, I've always been too scared. I don't want to know if something bad's going to happen. And I think it is why I've been quiet for such a long time because as much as I, I love um, combating misconceptions about tarot, it's the devil's work, it's for witches, it's all fake, it's a money scheme. It's also exhausting, especially mm-hmm. when it's something that has been a guiding light of my life that I believe so intensely and so insanely in. Um, it's tough to feel like you have to convince people that like this is a real thing that could benefit them. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, if you don't, you're not opening the door for someone else's journey to understand themselves. And that's not fair, you know? And if I really am here to make people feel seen and understood and, and good and understand themselves and, and be curious about their life, then I have to do the hard work. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I really appreciate you kind of diving into a little bit of your journey too. And I know as humans, all we really crave a lot of the time is validation. And all of us work through that of not needing validation of others. But I think this was so important for so many people to hear that you had a passion that you had kept hidden for a a decent amount of time. I think now, especially in the age of social media, this person has a business, this person has a passion, this person's showing off. And we feel like we need to force something upon ourselves and like force a passion or force something that we have to like prove to others. So 
for those listening out there, myself included, I, I have things that I do on a daily basis, or I know people that have small things a part of their life that they haven't really brought to the surface to share yet. And I know at times we almost feel forced or pressured to have to let people into these things we're so passionate about because we think that's what makes us different and unique and creative. So I really appreciate you talking about how you kept this something for yourself for eight years. I think that's really special. And I think that's why your journey has flowed the way it has and why you have so many layers to yourself. And I really also appreciate you bringing up the topic of how tarot can be somewhat of like a witchy concept. I think this is going to be new to a lot of people as well, because we have some listeners who maybe have never heard of tarot. And if they come out of this episode wanting to learn more about it, they may read on the internet or at sources that there are some common myths and misconceptions about it. So can you kind of debunk those myths for us quickly now and just kind of get it out there? Because I know the internet is going to be a source of some people looking up what tarot is, and it may lead them down a direction of like, oh, I don't, I don't want to get into this now. I don't want to get my cards read. Yes. And I would love if we could normalize being allowed to be interested in whatever we are interested in mm-hmm. and not having to label things. Like if I see one more meme of a, of a guy, that's like, if she asks for your birth time, yeah, run, totally. you know, like I'm over it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Good point. If it's tarot. If it's astrology, if it's numerology, if that's what makes your chick feel like herself and feel connected to mm-hmm. this earth and the humans around her and the spirits around her, then like give her the birth time and totally. what she has to, to say about it. Um, with that being said, I think tarot, um, I'm thinking about when I went to Salem, Massachusetts last year and I did the witch walk and I was just like, oh my gosh, humans have been so afraid of the unknown for literally ever. Um, Tarot is exactly that. People think that tarot predicts their future. They think that they will pull a card and it's the death card and it means that they are literally going to die. They think that um, all tarot readers are psychics. They think that um, there are bad cards and there are good cards. Mm -hmm. Tarot in and of itself is an intuitive tool. You know, it's practicing mindfulness. It's building intuitive capacity. It's deepening your trust with your inner wisdom. Um, It's very much a mirror to what's going on in our life. So, you know, because we're afraid of what we don't know, we're afraid of uncertainty and potential disappointment. We're afraid of the tarot. Um, It cannot predict your future, meaning it's not going to tell you what's happening tomorrow exactly, or when you're meeting your soulmate and what they look like and what their name is. Mm. I think what is interesting about tarot is that because it's a mirror, it's mirror, it's reflecting what's going on in your current moment. So Mm. it likely is giving you some solace of like, okay, I've been feeling kind of off. I'm seeing this card. It's tracking. Then there are intuitive practices if you pull a couple more cards it depends on what the spread is to say here's what you might want to consider doing about it here's how you might want to consider approaching the subject with another person Mm. um i think we all need a little bit of guidance and the best guidance is from yourself um and a lot of times your subconscious and tarot is a way to tap into that it gets interesting when you think about people who are interested in the unknown, are curious about life, curious about spirit, curious about divinity. 
many of those people tend to gravitate towards tarot, meaning a lot of people who have psychic ability likely practice tarot, mm-hmm. you know? A majority of the tarot readers that I know personally are Scorpios. Mm -hmm. Scorpio is a sign that tends to hold a lot of psychic ability. People are clairvoyance. I mean, we could go on and on, Lexi, Mm -hmm. about what this looks like and how it manifests for us. Um, But it is likely that you could find a tarot reader um, who is a little bit psychic. and, And then that's where you might start to feel like, okay, can you read my future? Like, can you give me a little bit more deeper insight? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're psychic too, because right. We can build, we can build and learn to have more psychic capacity. So like you're saying, I'm sure that now, since you've done more readings than you did a couple of years ago, you have more psychic ability with your clients. And like, same with me, right. I don't read tarot for clients, but I was just prepping for a session. And I was sitting here thinking like, damn, I am so in tune with this client's energy that I'm about to see. I didn't even, we didn't even hop on the session yet. Right. But I could just like feel their energy going up into the session. And that has just only opened up in me once I released all the fear of that opening up in me. Right. Once I released like these people that have these misconceptions about tarot, it's like, once you release the fear of what you've heard or whatever, you're going to start feeling truly connected to each card or it's like if we attract or we will attract what we're afraid of right so they're like I don't want to get that one card with the knife in its back that's gonna (laughs) freak me the fuck out and then that you pull it for them and it's like well because guess what you're psychic you did that Right. Um, so that brings me, that brings me to my next, next question. What is your relationship or what, well, tell us a little bit about your journey and your relationship with spirit or God or the universe or, or your highest self or whatever that looked like. Like, did you grow up in church? Um, just give us a little peek into that. It's really complicated, which I think is most people's answer. Yeah. Um, I grew up with essentially no religion, mm. Neither of my parents were particularly religious, meaning we didn't go to church. We didn't say prayer at dinner. Um, My mom is a two-time breast cancer survivor. And this is where, for me, it starts to connect tank. There are no coincidences. Everything happens for a reason, including the bad things. The first time my mom was sick, um, she really started to figure out who she was. And we're talking like somebody who's in their forties now, you know, the journey never stops. We never stop getting curious and we never stop growing and changing. Like the person speaking to you now will be a totally different person. I hope at least in, in another year, even. Yep. Uh, and so she went down the path of Buddhism actually. And so now I'm gosh, how old are you when you're a freshman in high school, 14, mm-hmm. 14 yeah. years old. My mom is sick. She's going to ceremonies. She's meditating. Mm -hmm. She'll do entire weekends without speaking. Um, I mean, she's practicing Buddhism and I'm watching her Mm -hmm. go through one of the toughest things that a human will ever experience in their life. And she's shining. I mean, she is thriving. I've never seen my mom like that. And I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, she's just a special person. Like she's just a real one. And um, my parents actually decided to separate in the midst of 
my mom going through treatment, becoming Buddhist. There was lots of change happening in my life. So I moved in with my mom. My brother moved in with my dad. Then I go to school. My mom gets better. Amazing. Go to school. I'm kind of like dabbling in tarot. I'm starting to notice like little signs here and there. I'd be thinking about someone and they'd show up mm -hmm. um, or I would be heading to class and I realized I forgot something and then somebody would have an extra that they just happened to offer, you know, like little weird coincidences. Um, fast forward to my senior year of college, my parents get back together. It's my favorite love story. Wow. Again, there are no coincidences. They needed seven years apart to figure their shit out. They came back together. Wow. I'm about to move to Seattle, Washington. My mom gets cancer again. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, why is this happening for me, for us? It's not happening to us. It's happening for us. Mm -hmm. And it was the second time she got sick that I decided that there, there was a message for me. There was a message for my brother. There was a message mm. for my dad. Mm. And when I moved to Seattle, I was alone. I didn't have any friends. Um, I'm starting my first full-time job, which like, how weird is that? What a culture shock. Yeah. Mm. And so I started going to church and I'm Greek. I'm Greek or I'm Greek Orthodox, um, by birth. That's what I was christened. And I started going to church in Seattle and I so appreciated the community and the willingness to accept a stranger and just sit down and have a coffee and a pastry and there's no pressure. Um, and I, I'm really moved by other people's faith. I was so moved by seeing how connected they felt to something bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. And so as I started going to church more, my mom was getting better. We talked a little bit about her kind of journey with spirituality and she doesn't necessarily consider herself Buddhist. She doesn't necessarily consider herself Greek Orthodox or Christian. She just believes that there's a higher power. There's a higher being. We're all connected by love. We're all connected by light. And, um, that really resonated with me. And as I started, you know, getting more interested in tarot, leaning into the signs a little bit more, I just developed my own spirituality practice. Mm -hmm. And for me, that looks like sometimes I go to church. Sometimes I actually go to church when there's not a service and I like to sit in there and I like to mm -hmm. just close my eyes. I'll journal. It feels like such a safe space with, um, clean energy. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you can be anyone here. There's no pressure. We're just happy to have you. Um, and I started meditating. I started surrounding myself with crystals, with incense. Um, I started, you know, getting interested in herbs and mindful movement. And mm -hmm. now I think spirituality is very much a part of me. Like, I think we are all love. I think we're all God. I think we're all spirit. Mm -hmm. um, and regardless of what it looks like for other people, I hope that we're all just curious about our lives mm. um, we get mm. curious about what's happening in our life. And we find something to connect to in this present moment, because there really is a message in everything. And if you're too afraid of what the message is, and you're not giving yourself the space or the opportunity to discover it, um, you're not going to gain the wisdom or the insight or the confidence to make changes in your life to, to learn who you are and level up. Mm. I love that. Yeah. 
we did an episode a little while ago, kind of talking about our faith growing up and in the church, we called it Sunday service episode. And my point of view was exactly that I grew up in a Catholic church. So I had that side of me when I had left and moved out to college, my parents never forced it on us, but I went to a Catholic university. I stopped going to the Sunday services, but I would find time to sit in the church because at first I was like, I just need a moment away from school and a, and a quiet place to go. And that's what I knew that turned into me sitting there with my eyes closed for an hour and thinking about other things that turned into me finding meditation, finding a safe space for me to go and just let my brain decompress. I almost like to talk about my journey with spirituality as kind of window shopping and picking what I like the best from each thing and kind of putting it in my cart and then making it work for me. So another thing I absolutely love, and I'm so happy again, that you kind of spoke on your journey with this as well is taking what works for you and leaving the rest. We don't need to force anything on ourselves. We don't need to force a certain practice or a certain way. We're taking what works for us and going with that and not judging the way other people's spirituality looks as well, which I think is really important. Um, but now I'm curious and I would absolutely love because I would love to talk about how you just launched a business with Intero and to show our listeners how absolutely incredible I know you are. I haven't gotten a reading yet, but I've seen what people are saying on Instagram. And just from our conversation today, I have like this level of full faith in a reading. So I would absolutely love if you could pull a card for Lexi and I, if that's good for you, and then potentially one for our community listening. Let's do it. Yeah. Full transparency. I've never had my cards read ever. So here we go. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. I'm honored. Um, I am, I'm just going to shuffle first, Kristen, do you have any specific questions or do you just want to see what comes up? So I just want to see what comes up because I have a thousand questions that I could go through right now. So I don't want to take your time. We'll save that for a session between you and I. So let's just see what comes up. Okay. What I love about reading tarot is that there's so many different methods of shuffling, of pulling cards. Mm -hmm. I really love to think about the person that I'm shuffling the cards for by saying their name over and over and over again and asking my spirit guides what the message is. And oftentimes I find um, that cards come flying out of the deck. So sometimes the message is like, hi, hello, I'm here. Like, this is what you need, you need to see in this moment. So I'm just waiting to see if anything falls out. And if it doesn't, the universe is probably like you have too much shit to figure out right now so there's 100 messages coming up oh what is this pulled the death card i pulled the death card (laughs) i I actually i i love this because this is like the quote-unquote scariest card in the deck outside of the devil like this is the card everyone listening that they're probably like I do not want to get this card um so I I think my question to you is like and you obviously don't have to answer but to think about something right now in your life is not serving you and it could be a thought pattern a belief system it could be a job it could be a partner an apartment um a city there's something in your life that's either like meh or physically draining or this isn't going the way that I thought it would um the death card is asking you to drop it um physically like let it go you know I think we're really afraid to fail 
the death card is saying that failure is so positive. Mm. It's allowing room for something else. Not everything has to work out. Not everything is going to work out. So what can you drop to make space for something new? I also love this for you, Kristen, because there's so much evolution in your future. Like even just from knowing you a little bit, Mm. I think the version of yourself sitting here now will be so different even six months from now. And you get there from going through this, whatever this looks like. Mm. Um, And I think also like time and space and season holidays are tough feel really lonely we can feel really drained none of these are coincidences again that it's season maybe there's been some like depressive episodes or lack of energy or feeling just down and overwhelmed like something needs to change we're coming into a new year Mm -hmm. doesn't need to be a new you but it could be just a different version of you so Mm. let something go sis absolutely Mm. well I appreciate you and I appreciate that card I talk about it every episode. Lex hears it from me all the time. I'm in such a transition period in my life. I'm in my later twenties, transitioning to my thirties. And this is the first year that I really feel like now I'm starting to let go of things. And I'm really self-aware about what's not serving me. And I'm learning now how to take the steps to let go of those things. Cause I've always been someone who's very attached to people, places, um, traditions around the holidays, especially, and things like that, that this is a year for me to step into shedding and learning to let go and finding power and moving on from things that I thought were supposed to be amazing and the best and realizing that they were at a moment, but kind of stepping into new power. So that card is everything I needed to hear. And that was very spot on. I almost manifested it. I said, when you were shuffling, I was like, it's going to be some card that's going to make me do all the shit that I don't want to do. And have to. So I definitely manifested uh, I, I was just, um, doing a quick shuffle as you were chatting and I was pulling a couple more cards because I think like messages evolve as, um, people start to lean in and like open more. And I pulled the star, which, um, what a beautiful card. It's this woman and she's pouring water into the earth. And she's also pouring Mm -hmm. water into a lake Mm -hmm. on the other side of death on the other side of rebirth is so much abundance that not only can you give to yourself, but you can actually give to others. And so it's, it's feeling like it's something in the realm of your career life and your personal life are going to blend like personal and professional passions become one where, um, there's harmony, there's synchronicity, and there's like true, just literal abundance. Also, you're a water sign. Um, so the, the actual water, the emotions, like the happiness, yeah. I sense this for you. Oh, wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm getting emotional. (laughs) It's like beautiful. It has, it, it has to get worse before it gets better. hundred percent. It just, I say that all the time in class at rumble. I'm like, why do we do hard things? Mm. Like when it gets tough, why is the first instinct quit? Mm -hmm. It's it's, Mm -hmm. there's always a challenge on the other side of a challenge. So get through the challenge grow tougher. We're strong. We can do this. Mm. And there's something else on the other side. Like you just, you just got to go through it. Mm. Wow. I appreciate you. Thank you for pulling those. That was so amazing. Of course. Okay. Lexi, clearing energy in my deck. I'm excited for this one, Lex. I have a really deep feeling. Let's see. Do you have a specific question? No, let's just see what comes up. 
I'm excited because I don't know you at all. And I actually, mm -hmm. I prefer reading for people I don't know at all. Oh. Um, sometimes there, it feels like a pressure when you have like a friend or a relative where you just for want sure. them to have a great experience, for sure. but you also need to read the cards as they're meant yeah. to be read. Mm -hmm. That brings me to a, to a question I have that I'll ask after this, but it's like almost getting, allowing the mind or letting the mind get in the way of, of like the opening that is the body and the intuition because I believe the body is the intuition right and so it's like I bet you work with people that you have to be like okay take a breath kind of get out of the mind and I bet as a reader you had to learn how to not allow that first instinctual mental protector come in and and get in the way of the message that is coming from the body this is interesting. Okay, I just pulled a bunch of cards. Um, so the first card that I pulled is the Three of Cups, which again, cups, water, not a coincidence. There are no coincidences. Um, this is a really lovely card. This is a card of harmony, celebration, joy, friendship. I think very um, on point with the season that we're in, the holiday season. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like you are nurturing your relationships mm -hmm. um not mm -hmm. on a necessarily like a one-on-one -on -one level but uh mm -hmm. building a community it yeah. could be this community mm -hmm. um, it could be a different community in your life but you are generally feeling happy um there's abundance there's shared partnership feeling like equal balance give and take mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. are open it's emotional it's like filling your cup um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, in their celebration, but also the, the cards that come after it are interesting um, because there's the Ace of Cups, which is a new beginning. And so it's, it's almost like by being with this community, by nurturing these friendships and relationships, by celebrating and living in the present moment, and allowing yourself to feel joy, there are other opportunities that, that are coming for you um, mm. that are creative also. This is a creative card. And so cool. I wonder if it has something to do with this podcast or other areas yeah. of your life where you're really like nurturing something um, and you don't even know like what else is possible yet, mm. but there's something on the other side. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, literally my intention for December is nurturing my community. <laughs> <laughs> my my online community my in-person community I'm get, I'm um, hosting a lot of free offers this month because wow. I feel like the whole year has been about you know you gotta charge if you want your online business to make money but I'm so grateful and I was so overcome with the fact that people literally pay me to like be all up in their business and I'm like that's there's a lot of trust that comes with that. And I'm so grateful. So yeah, this month has been nourishment for my people and nurturing my community. Um, and there is some big things coming next year that I don't really know what they're going to look like fully. So damn girl, you fucking killed it. I also, as you were talking, I was shuffling and I just pulled the queen of pentacles and pentacles we didn't necessarily talk about this but each of the suits relates to an element um mm -hmm. so pentacles are earth and finances and so as you're mm -hmm. talking about giving um some of your services for free this month 
it also is telling me that it's coming back to you tenfold in the form of monetary value because you are sharing yourself um, and people feel like they're connected and they trust you that they will want to come back and eventually pay you. Queen of Pentacles is also just somebody that's so wise, empathetic, and open, like being open to having conversations, building community, doing things for free. Um, she's holding this pentacle in one hand, but her other hand is open. Like there's mm. still that give and take. So cool. I love that. Thank mm. you so much. That was so beautiful. Be- before we move on to the community, um, you're so great at, you're just, you just speak very grounded. Like I can tell you're speaking from your body. You're just very grounded. Um, so when you give, like when you work with clients, do you also like guide them and kind of coach them or facilitate their next steps as well? Or like, what does a session with you look like? Just so our listeners know what, what they could expect if they book you. Yeah. So the first thing I'll say is it's all virtual. I don't Mm -hmm. actually do in-person readings and I don't actually do readings over zoom. The way that I operate is um, you'll message me on Instagram and you'll say, hey, Alexis, I want to book a reading. I either have a really specific question, like I haven't talked to my brother in a year. There's been Mm. some shit going on with our family. Is he going to reach out? Is he willing to talk? Um, Can you pull me a card? Or you'll say, hey, Alexis, like I'm just feeling like I need some general guidance. Um, I want to see what the cards have to say. I need your full name so I can use that to ask my spirit guides for direction. I'll film the reading and I'll send it to you. What I love about this method is there's um, no awkwardness of like, I'm kind of scared to do this. There's no um, time sensitivity. Like, how am I going to make time for this? And you get to have it to keep, you know, Mm. oftentimes I've gone, I've had my cards read and I'm like, oh my God, that was life-changing. It was everything I needed to hear in this moment. And then five minutes. What just happened? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like out of body experience. Um, with that being said, because that's my method, I feel like it allows me to really just be in the cards and I see the cards for who they are. And I hear the messages really clearly. Um, and Mm. because I typically don't have any context, like a lot of people will message me out of the blue. I have no idea who they are. They're like, I don't have a question. I just want to see what happens. I am relying on your name and I'm relying on my intuition to tell me what you need to hear. Um, and so what that looks like is, let's say I pull a three card spread. You're like, hey, I don't have a specific question. I just wanna see what's going on. Um, I pretty immediately can tell if it's related to love, if it's related to career, or if it's related to money. Mm-hmm. And depending on the cards that are pulled, depending on their positions, um, depending on how many of them there are, there may be some insight, meaning, so in this reading I just did for a client, I'm talking about her brother. I saw her brother and I saw her in the spread Mm. and I saw him being willing to communicate. I saw him actually traveling like physical movement. There's distance between them and he needs to travel in order for them to communicate clearly, like doing it digitally was not going to work. We needed to have a face-to-face conversation. And so I'm like, okay, now I want to give you some insight because I see that he's open and willing and I want to know what you're going to do about it or how Mm. you should react. So I pulled a couple more cards because I asked my spirit guides for direction. Um, It really just depends like Mm -hmm. on the situation, Mm -hmm. on the spread. I, I always try to give folks a couple things to think about. Like, 
I'm never going to tell you what to do or what not to do, but I can tell you like, this is what I'm seeing based on the cards that are here. Here's what I would recommend. Like the queen of pentacles is wise and she's empathetic and she's open. So in the context of this situation with your brother, you should be open to receiving the message. You should mm. be calm, cool, collected, um, and make sure he feels seen and heard. And that's how the conversation will move forward. And you'll start to work on this together. Mm -hmm. Like that would be the advice. Cool. So mm. good. So good. Um, will you pull for the community? Yes, I will. Wellness for the hot mess community. <laughs> what is going on? What is happening in this moment in time? What is the message? It is December. We're headed into a new month, a new year. What an exciting time. Hmm. See what's going on. Lots of cards are getting stuck as I'm shuffling. Hot mess. Hot There's mess. tension in the deck. <laughs> There's tension in the deck. Totally. Okay. all tank you know it's all tank mm. and here we go mm. six of cups not a coincidence that every single one of these cards have been cups which is water and emotions cancer scorpio pisces mm. hi hello we're all mm -hmm. in these cards um the six of cups is an interesting card because it has to do with a lot of nostalgia so in this moment in time, the community is thinking about fond memories, thinking about fun time with family, maybe some traditions, um, just thinking about like good times. Um, and what I like about that in this moment in time is when we're heading into a new year, it is a moment of reflection, right? It is a moment of looking back and saying, okay, what made me really happy this year? When did I feel like my best self? Who was I surrounded by? This card is also a warning not mm. to get stuck in the past, not mm. to let yourself do that thing, which, oh my gosh, Kristen, as a Pisces, I feel like you will understand this, where you just fantasize your past oh, yeah. and you allow yourself to get swept up in the romance of like how you've made your life in these situations to be mm. when your present moment is so different. Mm. So the cards are asking the community to reflect what made you happy this year? Who were you surrounded with? How can you find more of that in your life? And also don't get swept up in that none of this will ever happen again. I can only be happy if I'm back with my ex or whatever this looks like, because your present moment is your present moment. You'll never get that back. And you also can't move forward if you're stuck in the past. Mm. So be present, be present and don't text your ex. Don't text your ex. But oh. if you want to know how I'm going to text you, I could probably tell you. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, uh -oh. what an amazing note to end on right there. I was going to say, if you wanted to share a hot mess moment from the week, but honestly, like, I feel like you don't even have one because this is just the energy I'm receiving right now. Oh my gosh. I actually do have a hot mess moment. Um, and I'm going to share it because my dating life is a shit show. Oh, yeah. I, literally, I pulled some cards for my dating life the other day. And it, the first one was the tower. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put these away. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went on a date on Friday 
and I got full on catfished for the first time in my life full-on catfished so I show up to this bar this man is like hey I'm here when you walk in I'm looking around I can't find this man somebody says my name I turn around I'm like oh my god spirit I did not see the sign I did not get the message that this was happening like you did me dirty on this one um and so I sit through two drinks with this man mainly because I'm just like curious about people so I'm hard-hitting like what's your soul's purpose what lights yourself on fire like do you think you're living your truth he's like whoa what is uh-huh. going? you're like you're not living your truth let Literally. me tell you Facts. I <laughs> and I leave this date and I'm so pissed off that I did my makeup I went out like out of my comfort zone dating for me is really difficult um as somebody who feels misunderstood I feel like I'm constantly just trying to explain myself to people who don't get it mm-hmm. and I ended up going to Balthazar alone sitting at the bar and what was like the beginning of a hot mess literally getting catfish crying as I'm walking to Balthazar turned into making three friends at the bar getting both the bartender's numbers yeah. and leaving feeling like my best self love yeah. it that's such a good hot mess moment wait I love it I think she's throwing something new at us the hot totally. mess can turn into something really rad and elevating absolutely yeah, because like and everything happens for a reason right there's no coincidences that that catfish made me walk into Balthazar alone. I've never done that in my life. And I've never gotten two dudes numbers on the same time. And they're both there, which also I need to digest that later, but (laughs) yeah, it was hot and messy. So good. I love it. So good. Okay. I, for one, feel so comfortable and so trusting of you. And I was a little hesitant, actually, I won't lie, getting my cards read, especially on the podcast, because you never know, and especially if you don't feel good in someone else's energy. So for our listeners, if this is something that has lit you up, if this is something you're interested in learning more about, Mm -hmm. please, please reach out to Alexis. She just launched her own business, Mediterranean Magic. I'll let you tell us about that and where they can find you. But I can say from this experience, I felt so safe and I felt so connected to you and I would feel so safe doing this again. And I think you are so perfect to come to for anybody who's new to tarot, who's experienced and wants to get their cards read. So where can our community find you? Where can they find you for your new business? And congratulations on your launch because I know this yeah, is a special time. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for saying that. And I genuinely feel seen and that's a rare feeling for me. So thank mm. you for holding space and mm-hmm. um, taking me where I'm at in this moment in time. You can find me on Instagram at Mediterranean Magic with a CK, magic with a CK. Why? I love this. I love this topic. Magic, what is magic? You know, it's not like Harry Potter magic. Could it be? The K is the unknown. The K is like the little extra. Mm-hmm. The K, it's the CK. It's the mm-hmm. CK for me. It's Mediterranean mm-hmm. Magic on Instagram and it's Mediterranean Magic magic on tiktok and if you want to learn more about why it's called mediterranean magic i dive into that um on my page yeah we'll post all of that on the show notes i was scrolling through your um your business page today and again you're really entertaining and i loved i loved a lot of your of your reels that made this work fun and you know again this work doesn't have to be scary 
exploring yourself doesn't have to be scary. It can be exciting because it's like when you open the door and you see what's there, what the fuck is next? Whatever the fuck you want, right? Mm -hmm. But we have to acknowledge where we're at in the present moment. You hear that community be present Mm -hmm. this month. Mm -hmm. Don't text your ex and book a session (laughs) with Alexis. Period. Period. Thank you, Alexis, for taking some time tonight. This was such a pleasure and we can't wait to have you back hopefully sometime soon. Thank you so much. I loved this.